Welcome. This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. All right, today we're going to talk about, we're going to start a series I call How Faith Works. And um, I'm going to try as much as possible to just to talk, to see how we can bring it very practical and in a way where my objective at the end of these two weeks is for you to leave here and go back to your daily life and you are able to put your faith to work. Are you with me? That's what I want to achieve in the next two weeks. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to start with a very simple scenario. Brother Miracle, come with your chair. Come with your chair. So just this way, preach with me. So put your chair here. I want you to sit down on it. Please, I want everyone to watch him. How come you sat down so confidently? Uh, Because it's a chair and it is meant for sitting. Are you sure... Before you came this morning, we have not removed one of those legs of those of that chair, and you may fall very soon. I can see that the uh, legs are intact. But why didn't you think about it before you sat down? Because I believe the chair is okay. All right, do something for me. Climb on this pulpit. Climb on the stage. Take, so go back. Go back. Take a few steps forward. Take a few steps forward. I didn't ask you to stop. Why? So why did you stop? Because uh, there is no platform to move on again. So he says there's no platform. So what will happen if he takes the next step? Huh? What will happen? What? Why would he fall? Huh? Somebody can help. The law of gravity, right? It says everything that goes up. So the law of gravity will take effect. How about if he takes the next step and his foot suspends in the air? What would have happened? What do you think? What would go through your mind? Why would you be surprised? 
impossible. Because it's, it's impossible, right? It's not a natural cause of action. Are you with me? Okay. What else will go through your mind? Because we are Africans. Eh? The guy has gone to cook himself. Eh? Or he's playing a trick that you can't see. Eh? But you know, if he actually does that, then it means that one law has been suspended for another to take place. Praise the Lord. Everybody stand up. Thank you. Sit down. Why are you not afraid that that chair you're sitting on would break? Anybody? Why are you not afraid that it will break and you fall? So you have, a, you have confidence in the material that has been used to build the chair, right? And that the chair is meant for sitting. So you have what we call a natural fate. Yes or no? That when you sit down based on the law of gravity and the laws of motion, you would what? Sit and the chair can what? Carry you. Are we we on the same page? Now that's a natural fate that you have. It's a natural response. The same thing when you get into your car, you start the engine. Do you think about it before it will start? But if every time you go into your car and you start the engine and the car does and then you try again, you try for three, four, five, six times and then finally it responds. The day you go into the car and you do this and it starts, what will happen to you? I'm sure you would almost run out of the car that what has gone or what has happened. Or you may be excited that, ah, finally, this car has, praise the Lord. Now you see, based on the things that happen to us in life, as a result of our natural, the laws God have put in place in this world, to govern us, we develop what we call the natural kind of faith. Are you with me? And that is required for our ability to live on earth. Hello? It's required for our ability to what? To live on earth. If you study the course like I did, microbiology in uh, the university, and you 
got to the part where they started talking about medical microbiology and the fact that even your normal human body has all manner of bacterials and all sorts for you to be able to live properly and the fact that everywhere you go or every contact you make that you are exchanging some form of germs or bacteria or different organisms you would almost want to do at a point what Michael Jackson did which is to live in a vacuum and stare and become almost sterile I hope you know that human beings cannot live in a sterile environment. You can't, unfortunately, because the way God made us, you need even the bacteria to live. You need those organisms to be able to live. Praise the Lord. Now, when you study medical microbiology, if you are not careful, you develop what we call a phobia. The phobia is just a very nice word used to cover the true word, which is fear. You begin, you get afraid of everything and anything. When you develop fear for anything, fear has torment. Are you with me? Fear has what? Torment. If you're overtly afraid, then you cannot live life. Because guess what? You would get into a car and the next thing, throughout the journey, you are, oh, ah, what is going to happen? Ah, God, ah, Jesus, any little turn, blood of Jesus. Excuse me, what is going on? You're simply afraid because fear has taken over you rather than that natural fate which you should live life by are you with me now this kind of fate is the normal kind of fate that helps us as normal human beings to live are you following me Are you following me this morning? Now, if this natural faith is required for living, so here we go, and please follow me. If this natural, normal faith is required for you to live life to the full and not get hypertensive when you're flying 20,000 or 30,000 above sea level and the plane is doing you're just calm and you know that father we took off we will land where we are going and you enjoy your sleep it's the same natural fate that is required 
how much more God. So this is where I'm coming to. How much more God. So Hebrews 11 verse 1 to 6. Let's go there quickly. It says, now faith is what? Please read with me. Now faith is what? The evidence of things not seen. Now faith is what? The substance of things what? Hoped for. And the what? Evidence of things it tells us that if we need a normal natural faith to live life God is not requiring from us anything more are you following me what God is simply requiring is that if you are going to walk with him or you are going to have a relationship with him then you must you must do what? Walk by faith. And to make it very simple, to make it very simple, I put it this way. Faith is absolute trust in God's ability and who God is. Are you with me? Faith is what? Absolute what? Trust. In whose ability? In whose ability? In whose ability? Is it your ability? Is it your ability? So, if you're going to have faith in God, what it means is that when you're dealing with God, you're no longer looking at yourself. Are you following me? When you're dealing with God, you are no longer trusting in yourself. Naturally, you are okay by yourself if you want to step out of the house. Yes or no? If you want to sit on the chair, do you need to pray about it? Do you need to trust God that this chair would hold you? No. You're sitting on it, right? But if you are going to walk with God it now means that your faith means trust not in you not in your ability but in whose ability in God's ability praise the Lord praise the Lord faith is now the same substance so take for example Miracle sat down, right? Did he think about it? What was his objective? To sit down. Am I correct? And he did what? He sat down knowing that the chair was going to do what? Hold him. Your faith is you sitting down knowing that someone has held you up already. Are you following me? Faith is you doing anything that now seems bigger than you, trusting, knowing that someone else's ability comes into play. 
So guess what? We had something earlier on. Miracle did this, right? He walked and he did what? He stopped here. Why did he stop here? He stopped here because from his own perspective, from his own mindset, from his own ability, this is where he should stop. Is that correct? If he did this, what would you say? Ah, but he could actually do this knowing that now I have suspended my ability and do this with God's ability. Are you following me? Now the question I want to throw out to you this morning is that if he does this, is God able to hold him? Some of you, you are not sure. <laughs> so um, the question I'm asking is a test of God's ability. Is God able? I'm not asking you if God is going to hold him or not. Are you following me? Let's establish this thing clearly first. Is God able to hold him? Is God able to hold him? Can God hold him from falling? Okay. Whether God does it or not, when he does this, is a completely different thing entirely. Are you with me? Because let me bring it down to our everyday life. There are sometimes, take for example, you don't have a job. You've left school, you're done with school, you know, you want a job. You're preparing to get a job. Now, you don't have... And you don't know people who will be able to recommend you for the kind of job that you want. But you are preparing, you are training yourself, you are doing everything that is possible. The question is, is God able to give you a job? Is God able to use someone to provide you a job? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. So why don't many people who desire to get a job or are planning or preparing, why don't they have jobs? Hello? And the answer really is not straightforward. It could differ based on the same way everybody differs. It could be a situation where God actually wants you to go and learn something else. It could be a situation where, oh, God wants you to do some other things where he makes you meet someone who is going to recommend you for something better. A lot of different things could come in. But is God able to provide a job? Yes or no? Alright, so that is established first of all. We're going to take this in steps. And I'm going to come back to these same questions 
for us to answer them. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2. It says, For by faith the elders did what? Obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. What it simply says is this. It means that if you're going to walk with God and you want to see things happen for you, you must first receive it by faith in your spirit before you see it happen in the physical. Are you with me? If you do not receive it by faith in the spirit, if you do not if you are not convinced that you have received it of God by faith, guess what? It cannot happen in the physical. Because the spiritual controls the physical. And that's why it refers you back to Genesis chapter 1. Where the Bible says the world was without form and void. There was chaos all around and what did the Bible say? It said the Spirit of God hovered over, over the face of the deep and God spoke the word, let there be light. And mainly God spoke it. What happened? It came to pass. Are you following me this morning? So even God had to exercise faith. Hello? That's why faith actually is the currency by which we deal with God. Faith is the currency by which we have that relationship with God. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. And I'm going to round off this morning's message. He says, now the just shall what? Now the just shall what? And if any man draws back, what would happen? Now this was God speaking. He says, how many of you are born again here? How many of you are Christians? Let me see your hand. Okay. If you're a Christian, the Bible refers to you as the just. Whenever you're reading your Bible, especially King James, and you see the just there, what it means is that it's referring to the Christians or to you who have received Christ. Let me put it that way, very simple. I think that's the simplest way to put it. If you have received Christ, then you are the just. And it says the just shall live by what? The just shall live by what? The just shall live by what? The just shall live by faith. And it says if any man draws back, meaning if anyone draws back from faith, Jesus or the Bible says, God says, my soul has no pleasure in you. Meaning the moment you draw back from faith, God has no desire of you any longer. Are you following me? The moment you draw out of faith, 
you and God, you are like any other sinner or any other person that is outside of faith. Are you with me this morning? And that's why it's important that as believers, whatever we do, whatever we do, our daily living has to be by faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It says, if any man draws back, my soul shall what? Have no pleasure in him. That means you and God, you can't see eye to eye. It's also why in Hebrews eleven six the Bible says it also again. It reiterates it and says, but without faith, it's what? Impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And it explains why. It explains why. It says, because when you come to God, you must believe God can do it. First of all, you must believe in God's ability. And that was the question I asked earlier on. And I told you faith is what? Absolute trust. In who? In God. In Christ Jesus. In God's ability and who he is. And it says here, for he who comes to God must what? Believe that God is. And he is what? A rewarder. So this is how many of us want to put it. We come to God and we believe he's a rewarder first. Before we believe he is. It doesn't work that way. Are you with me? You must believe in God and his ability, his full capacity of who he is as God. And then, guess what? Every other thing follows. It's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness. And what will happen? Every other thing shall follow. But guess what we do a lot of times as believers? We come to God and the only thing we are about God is for God to give us. We don't even recognize God's ability. We don't even recognize who God is. We just want God to give us. But the Bible says we must what? First of all, believe that he is. You must believe that Christ is. You must believe that in Christ, God has fulfilled everything he has said about you. Are you with me? You must believe that, look, Christ has paid the price. You must believe that Christ to you has been made wisdom. He has been made prosperity. He has been made knowledge. He has been made everything to you. And guess what? When you believe Christ is that to you, then it becomes easy to receive what is in God's hand. Are you following me this morning? If you don't believe God 
loves you or God has done it already for you or God can do it, guess what? You will not believe he, he can make it happen for you. Are you with me? The Bible says if, if, if God did not withhold all he had who was Christ and freely gave him up for us how much more the everyday things we ask for those things are ephemeral those things are they are passing those things today they are, they are and tomorrow they are not God says if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children even when they don't behave correctly even when they are not in line you still know how to you know satisfy their needs how much more God are you with me this morning but the key is this. It's very simple. You must believe that God is. You must trust him. You must trust in his ability. Are you with me this morning? That's where faith originates from. That's where faith originates from. And the last part of it says, go back to Hebrews eleven six. He says he's a rewarder of those who what diligently seek him. How do you get faith? There's a question I'm going to end with today. How do you get faith? Huh? How do you get faith? How do you receive faith? How does faith come? Anybody? Help me. Let's talk. How does faith come? Because it's clear that if you must live as a child of God, you must live by faith. Yes or no? Have we established that this morning? If you must live as a child of God, you must live by faith. Habakkuk, I even love the way Habakkuk puts it. He says that the just shall live by his faith. Hello? So if you're going to live by your faith, how does faith come? You, you must believe in his word. You must believe in his word, okay? Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by what you feed yourself with. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing and hear not just hearing anything <laughs> because guess what there are many things that are there to discourage you there are many things that are lies there are many things that are not that is not god's word but faith comes by what hearing so i'm going to put it this way the Bible says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith starts by seeking God. 
when you seek God, you will seek to hear Him. Are you following me? When you seek God, when your heart and your soul longs after God, guess what? You want to hear His word. Are you with me? And when you long to hear His word, then that builds up faith from your inside. I'm going to round off with this story and we'll continue next week. Um, Acts Acts chapter 14 verse 7 to 10 and there they preached the gospel. This was talking about Paul when he went to um, Lystra. And verse 8 said, And there a certain man sat at Lystra, impotent in his feet, meaning a cripple in his feet, from where? His mother's womb. Meaning he was born like that. Meaning this man, you're talking about a mature man who has never walked one day in his life. He would have lived at least maybe in his 20, 25 years or more. One day, meaning he doesn't even know how to walk. He only sees other people walk. He had never walked one day in his life. The Bible says in verse 9, the same person heard Paul speak. He heard Paul speak. Who steadfastly beholding him. Guess what? This person could have gone to do other things. Because when Paul and Silas came to that environment, there were people who followed them and there were others who were doing other things. But this man was a cripple. He heard them preach the gospel. He heard them talk about Jesus. He heard them talk about Christ. And the Bible says that he was steadfastly beholding and, you know, so much, he showed so much interest in what Paul was saying. I'm sure what was going on in his mind was, ah, you said God can do this. You said Christ can do this. Ah, I've never walked in my life. I'm sure your God can help me walk. Because the Bible says that after when he heard what Paul was saying, he said the same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly what? Meaning his entire 100% attention was on what Paul was saying. When he heard those things, faith started building up in his heart. Are you with me? Faith did what? Built up in this man's heart because of what he heard. Praise the Lord. And because he heard those things that Christ had done and Christ was able to do, guess what happened to him? The Bible says, he steadfastly beholding him and then Paul perceived 
that he did what? Had faith to be healed. And then Paul just said with a loud voice, stand up on your feet. And what happened? What happened? What happened? I'm sure if the man had not heard that God had healed many others, he would have remained like that. But because he heard the right words that look, if God has done it for A, he has done it for B, he has done it for C, and this is God being good, then God also can be good to him. And the moment Paul looked at him, and Paul spoke with to him that, get up and be healed, do you know what the man did? He responded immediately. And the Bible says, it wasn't Paul that helped him up. Are you following me? The man had faith to be healed. He jumped up himself and walked. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Faith comes by what? Romans 10, 17. He says, so then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing what? The word of God. Faith comes by hearing. When you seek God, and I'm going to quickly throw this in before I, as I round up this morning. When you seek God, God gives everyone. Everyone. It's important that we know this. God gives everyone a measure of faith. Are you with me? Are you with me? Everyone has been given what? Everyone has been given what? Everyone has been given what? As long as you're in Christ Jesus, you have been given a measure of faith. And that's why the Bible says, and Jesus said it himself. Whether you have faith as tiny as a mustard seed. Some of you have never seen a mustard seed. What is the smallest seed you've seen? <laughs> Actually, I've seen a mustard seed and it's man. If I use just this part of my thumb or my index finger to touch a plate of mustard seeds. I can carry more than a hundred on this small part of my tongue. That's how small it is. It's as tiny as a grain of sand. Very tiny. So it says even if you, you have that tiny faith or you have a faith as big as this entire room, it says what? You would say to situations and they will respond to you. Are you following me? So God has done his part. God has done his part. Once you seek God, he gives you a measure of faith. Everyone has been given. Help me look to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you have a measure of faith. Look at the next person. Say, neighbor, 
you have a measure of faith. What you hear, what you expose your ears and your mind to, determines if your faith will be put to action or not. It will determine whether your faith would grow or not. Praise the Lord. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing what? Hearing what? Hearing what? Hearing what? Sometimes some of us think we don't have faith. But actually we do. Unfortunately, God is not going to exercise your faith. Next week we will go into the nitty gritty of how faith works. Are you with me? Today we have established one very simple thing. And that's the fact that faith is our absolute what? Trust. Our absolute belief in God's ability and who he is. Who God is. Who Christ is. Are you with me? And when we expose ourselves to, you know, seeking God, what happens to us is that we get faith. It may be as tiny, that's a mustard seed actually. It may be as small as that. Or as big as something else. But what we expose our ears and our minds to hearing and receiving plays a large role in what happens next. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we bow down heads to pray this morning? Thank you for listening to the CGMI Living Springs Godful Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CGMI underscore Springs.